Tyler. Oh, hello. Did you like the Young Guns movies? Once upon a time, yeah. I loved them. I thought they were great. Mind you, I love westerns. Yeah, you, your westerns and your British TV. Yeah. Which should happen to be like two of my least favorite genres. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> it looks like we might get a fucking Young Guns 3 sequel with all of them as old as they are now. See, that I would be into. Yeah. Especially because that would put it in kind of semi-modern times. Because if I remember rightly, they end Young Guns 2. Oh, no, actually. I was going to say, that was like in the late 1800s, wasn't it? Well, they end Young Guns 2 with, with Emilio Estevez's character. He's like old and talking to someone in like the modern days. So I wonder if they would like go back it would have to take place before that ending, which now that I think about it is actually kind of weird. Because I yeah, think... I don't, I don't recall anything from the Young Guns movies, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's fair. But, but... I, I, I am absolutely fucking super hyped on the idea of like Emilio Estevez and Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen, like all these guys being back together again. Yeah, yeah, me too. And it's. Like this is this isn't confirmed by a studio or anything like that, but like Emilio Estevez kind of said, like, yeah, there's definitely something in the works, and it's like, huh, like that's. Well, I I, I imagine he's probably like because he kind of like faded out for quite some time. Yeah, and right now he's doing the Mighty Ducks Disney Plus series. Yeah, so I feel like he's back in the spotlight and kind of getting some steam behind him again. Yeah. So I, w- I would be, just be curious, like, how would they do this? With Charlie Sheen, more or less. Yeah. he's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like, do you, well, did his character make it out of the movies? Or was he one of the ones that died? I don't remember. Like again, like I watched these like when I was a kid. Yeah, I watched. It's been a lot of years, and I don't remember if Charlie Sheen's character actually made it out. But I mean, that's a, that's a super easy enough thing to write, right? Like mm-hmm. you could just be like, "Oh, he died at some point before this," right? You know. Yeah, I would like him in there though. Yeah, that's fair. Like I want all these guys in there. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, but I mean. I would assume if anyone's got a line on Charlie Sheen, it would be Emilio. Yeah, you would think. Well, I, it was honestly not that long ago. Like, I would say within the last five years, probably, before I found out or realized that Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen are brothers. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I, they got different last names, and I don't know. I never really, like, looked into the background of either of them, and then I was like, what? Hold up. They're fucking related? Yeah, I mean, I can see that because they look like strikingly similar, but I always thought that was just a coincidence. Yeah. 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 But uh, this, I ne- I mean, if you would have told me that, hey, uh, Young Guns 3 is going to come out like 22 years later almost, I would be like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not happening. But... 
now that I read into it, like I kind of really want it. Yeah, I'd I'd be right hyped for that. Yeah, I yeah, I kind of want to go back and watch rewatch these now. So yeah, this is cool. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I really hope that this actually gets steam under it and whatever studio owns Young Guns. Yeah, fingers could, crossed. Yeah. Yeah. It must be like a super exciting. Well, that's super exciting, but I imagine you're probably a little bummed out that you're not getting another season of Flight Attendant until 2022. I'm mixed on this because like I I thought that show was fine as like a one season thing. Like I don't know what they do with a season two. Never saw it, so I uh, I can't speculate. Like they kind of closed the book on it. Oh, like, did they? Yeah, like because it, it's kind of a story about like her dealing with like her alcoholism and like ending up in this murder investigation kind of conspiracy thing, and then it kind of ends. From what I remember, like it kind of ends with her like back stateside, like kind of in a good place, like getting her life back together. So it's like I <clears throat> like I finished this the season and i was like oh that was like a really good limited series like i i went in with the expectation that like that's it that's all so like i i i don't know what you do for a second season well i mean uh, by all accounts i don't think they've like done any filming yet no i think they just announced it yeah so this i maybe this is very because it's based on a book and there's no second book right right so maybe we get a whole fucking outsider treatment where they're like okay we're gonna do another season guys and then a couple months later they're like never mind we're not doing another season guys yeah and like the thing that that, like kind of has me excited like i'll totally watch another season of that because i thought that first season like it wasn't amazing but like it wasn't bad like it was totally serviceable um they say it's kind of like gonna be like a completely different like vibe and stuff from the first season so like if they kind of like give it not an anthology treatment, but like kind of do like a totally different kind of thing for the second season. I can see that working, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But I feel like I can't really throw my two cents into the ring having not seen it. So yeah, that's fair. But, uh, but yeah, I I mean, shit, I'll, I'll watch another season of that. That was a totally Mm -hmm. all right show. See And then we got the Oscar noms. Yeah, I was looking through this. Which I don't know that we'll need to spend a whole lot of time on it because they're very similar to what the Golden Globes were, just without the TV stuff. Yeah, very, very identical. And I imagine the Oscars are dying out, much like all these other award shows, to be completely honest. I mean, for some people, yeah, I get their big deal, but like, I. Personally, I'm not going to watch the Oscars. Yeah, that's fair. I imagine you probably will, though. Yeah, I'll watch them just because I, I watch them every year. But yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of going through here to see if there's kind of anything standing out. doesn't look like Borat's getting as much love as it was for Golden Globes. No, well, does which, that really surprise you, though? No. Like, you know, the Oscars always tend to be like more of these weird fucking 
I know that that's my gripe with the Oscars, right? Like I'm looking through all this stuff like that, like the nods and the nominations and shit like that. And it's like a lot of the same stuff like Judas and the black Messiah and Mank and no man land and promising young women and trial of Chicago seven. And like, yeah. that's like when you scroll down for best director, best actress, best actor, it's a, it's pretty much all that, right? So it's, yeah. It's just like a repeat of what's up for best fucking picture. And I get that it hasn't been like a, a smash success for, for films this year. Yeah. But again, like I'm, I'm looking at all these and I'm just like, okay, like I've heard of a portion of these, but that's just cause I'm so enveloped into, uh, the entertainment industry. Like I like love all this shit, but I haven't seen 90% of these fucking movies. Yeah. You know, probably- I, I, I would probably argue that the vast majority of people haven't seen the vast majority of these, of these movies. I no. even go a step further and say that probably the general population hasn't even heard of at least three quarters of these movies. No, like I bet that the the ones that people uh, would have seen are the two that are on Netflix, mm-hmm. which is the Trial of Chicago Seven and Mank. Like that's where you know the general population has probably seen those. Yeah, you know, but the other ones are like most people aren't going out of their way to watch those unless it's on a streaming service. Right. And they go, Oh, what's this? Right. Yeah. But, but that's always been my gripe with the Oscars. Cause it's like, well, I just don't understand their process. Yeah. I guess for lack of a better term. Cause like, I mean, I, I, the only reason I even like heard of Mank was cause I saw it on Netflix. And the only reason I heard of Judas and the Black Messiah was because it was getting all this like award contention. Right. But aside from that, I never really heard of it. Yeah. So like you see all these movies on here and most of them you only hear because they get awards talk. But like if nobody's watching these fucking movies, how are they any better than any other movie where lots of people do see them and enjoy them and are highly, highly reviewed? Yeah. That like, even like back when you could go to theaters, even finding theaters to watch these was hard. Like, yeah. and the only reason like I would watch the Oscars every year, year is because me and a buddy would go down like usually twice a year before the Oscars to this like small art house cinema in Calgary. And we would just watch like three or four movies in a day at this like mall art house theater and then like get supper and stuff. And it was this kind of like event thing that we always did. You know, so that was part of why I always kept up with it and saw a bunch of these, but like most of those movies you couldn't see locally. So, no, and even now in like the golden age of streaming, like a lot of them eventually will end up on streaming services, but you'd be hard pressed to find most of these movies right now without like maybe a video on demand service. Yeah. And especially because like most of them are spread out through the streaming services, right? Like mm-hmm. there's two on Netflix, but like Nomadland, I think that's like Crave, you know, and I think what is Promising Young Women? Is that Amazon? No idea. So I know Borat's like, Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's got a uh, showed out for Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah. And Best, uh, best Actress in a Supporting Role. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't try to nominate him for Best Actor. Well, probably could. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they're like, yeah, we gave him a, a shout-out in Supporting Actor for Chicago 7, so. Oh, yeah, maybe. But then again, you look at some of these other ones, and you're like, oh, well, like, Mank is pretty much nominated 
in some capacity in every fucking category. Yeah. I don't know. See, that's just, so that's just why the Oscars confuse the shit out of me. Yeah, they're they're a weird fucking thing that it's, it's probably I have a I have a sour taste from like all of the fucking hype that Fences got with Denzel Washington and I watched it and I was like this is garbage. Yeah. This movie sucks. And you call me uneducated, you can call me a fucking hillbilly or a simpleton for the type of movies i watch but that movie fucking sucked it was I, not a good movie even my buddy that is like very much like me that like is down for like a lot of these oscar bait movies like he watched it i believe and he was i think he had the same reaction of like that that wasn't very good no i love denzel and yeah. i like i pretty much support him in anything he defi- decides to fucking take on but that movie fucking sucked yeah and that was, it was weird long like, it's yeah. one thing if it's, like, a normal movie that sucks, but it was, like, over two fucking hours of suck. Yeah, and it was, like, an adaption of, like, a Broadway play, too, which is, like, that's a super weird thing, like, to try to switch mediums like that, because they're, they're very different things, right? You know? So. Yeah, it, it sucked, so. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's all I got to fucking say about that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, there's... I don't know that we want to spend too much more time on this because they're... No, I, I honestly don't really have much more to say other than the Oscars need to join the 21st fucking century. It seems like everybody is progressing and the Oscars are still lagging into the old times. It seems like everything, the world over, is pretty much full of like old boys clubs that are trying to like clench and hold on to the past as desperately and as hard as they possibly can when everything else is... <laughs> moving ahead and i feel like the oscars is the perfect i don't know representation of that in the uh, cinema world yeah and they also announced with this too that they're like doing it simultaneously in two separate locations because of the old pandy and it's like that's going to be a real a real big fat fucking mess yeah um that they're going to fuck up royally and i kind of want to watch that <laughs> well, but, let me let me know yeah because I certainly won't be watching. That's totally fair. I don't think a lot of people will be. So, yeah. yeah. Um, on to super duper fucking exciting news that oh my, I can't even wait for. Oh my, I haven't been this excited about like someone murmuring the words of a revival more than this. Like this is the definition of that Futurama meme of me just like handing someone a pile of cash and going like, give me this. Like, here is all of my money. I want this. I'm very hyped for this, but I will say I was slightly less hyped, but very close to the same level of excitement when I heard Clone High was coming back. That's what I was thinking is like, this is my equivalent of like when you heard Clone High coming back. And I guess we should probably say what it is. Yeah. King of the Hill coming back. Yeah. Hopefully it's very close to a revival. Yeah. Which is like, they're going to age everyone up by the same time that it's been off the air which i think is even better like to have like old ass hank hill and like older bobby hill hell yeah yeah i'm uh, please make this happen like fuck yes like i've been i've been going through king of the hill recently because it's like a great 20 minute comedy that i can throw on after work and like holy shit like it is so good like going back and watching it like it's such an underrated show and 
Yeah, bringing it back, like holy shit. Yeah, beyond beyond excited for this. Yeah, I uh, I really hope Fox gets on board with this. Yeah, me me too. I imagine with the like fan outcry and like my my judge, he is who he is, right? Like he's no he's no slouch. So nope. I, I, there's got to be more than enough push and steam for this to happen. Yeah, yeah, and it says that. He's kind of saying that they're in like hot negotiations, so it maybe seems like this is actually going to happen. You know? And, uh, you know, it makes sense, too, because you think of all the other kind of animated ones that are kind of making a revival. Like, it's probably an easy pitch, you know, for Fox to be like, okay, yeah, let's bring it back, right? I know. I just wish it wasn't going to be on Fox because they're notorious for fucking scrapping everything. I know. It'd be It'd be really nice if this went to, like, a streaming service that actually gave it some love you know instead of fox where it's like they could easily just kill it after a season if it doesn't do well yeah but i mean guess fox is technically owned by disney though right yeah that is true so So, is this gonna end up on disney plus maybe god nothing would make me happier or is it gonna end up on what is their hulu hulu is it maybe is that where it lives maybe because Hulu has the the streaming rights for the current King of the Hill. How do they? Yeah, like if you were to go on Disney Plus right now, even though Disney owns Fox and they just added all of their adult content. Right. It's not on Disney Plus. It is on Hulu. And that's where like all the separation just gets confusing as shit again because Disney owns Fox. Fox owns Hulu. But Hulu and Disney are two separate things. I don't know. Just yeah. So I I also bet that this probably ends up being like a Hulu thing. I don't I don't care where it lands as long yeah. as it happens. I will find a way. Yes, exactly. Like wherever it goes, I will I will I will find a way to watch it because my God and like th- this is just super relevant to me because I've been slowly going through it again. So like I'm super hot on King of the Hill right now. So but like yeah. God, make this happen. Don't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck this up. Don't get us excited. And then shut it down. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. Right? Yeah. And then we got... Uh, so FX and Timothy... Uh, Timothy Ol- Fantastic. Yes. Um, they're doing a new series from... The Justified People, and I watched that show and really liked it. I never watched it because I I don't know how I feel about Timothy Oliphant. Oh, okay. Like, I think he's a decent actor. He's a good actor. I shouldn't say decent. I mean, he deserves more credit than that. Yep. Catch and Release, I loved him in that movie. But also hearing Kevin Smith talk about how he was kind of a massive fucking D-bag during filming that movie kind of made me look at him in a new light. Kind of like what's that? Kind of like when Kevin Smith talked about Bruce Willis. Yeah, he was he was like Bruce Willis is way bigger of a dick, but Timothy Oliphant was kind of a fucking not like he was like a dick to people, but was like a dick to work with. Yeah, I guess Bruce Willis. He said similar things about him. Yeah, but I don't know. It changed my perspective, and I I didn't like Hitman. I loved Catch and Release. I loved him on The Office when he had that little like. Mm you know, surprise role. 
but I never, I never got into Justified. I, I got into Justified and ended up really, really liking it. Um, and like the bad guy too, is, uh, Walter Goggins. He's phenomenal in it too. Um, I do like Walter Goggins a lot. Yeah, so he's in it too. Um, I really liked Justified. Like I was a big fan of it. And this seems like, so it's weird. So it's like they're developing it. It's like based on a book series by like the same author. And what this article is saying is like, they might just like put his character from justified in this show to keep being his character from justified, which makes me even more excited because then it's like kind of a semi spinoff. So, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure it's big news for justified fans the, the world over, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm curious as more information comes out of this because it's still in early development. So I'm curious once they actually like kind of sign sign off on a bunch of the other stuff, if his character is going to come back or if they're going to like do it separately. Like that's the stuff I really want to know mm-hmm. is like, is it going to be the same character from Justified? If that's the case, I'm really excited about it. If it's not. I'll still check it out, but like not as excited, but, but yeah, justified was good. I hope this is good. I'll, I'll pray for you that it lives up to your expectation. Yeah, me too. And more fucking game of Thrones. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Three more. There. I do. Why? Okay, well, not only why, but like, I can't even fathom the amount of money that they're have that they're gonna have to dump into like the fucking bajillion Game of Thrones spinoff series that they have. But this is still coming way too soon. Yeah, like I am still salty as fuck. Everyone is. Everyone is over like, the the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, everyone so is. much that like I'm not I don't care about any of these prequels or any of these spin-offs. Nope. So like to sink so much money and time and resources into all of these spin-offs, I don't know. I I'm sure they will have some success for sure, but I I think they're fractionalizing. Yeah. It far too much to the point where it's going to be way too much Game of Thrones coming off the heels when people are like, okay, like Game of Thrones was exhausting and yeah. then super frustrating by the end. And then to like try and keep track of all these different spinoffs and stuff. Like I, I just don't see all of this playing out. Well, I won't be surprised if one or two of them kind of like, you know, find a, an audience and get the viewership they're after. But I'd be stunned if, if they're able to like pull off all of these sequels, prequels, spin-offs and shit and have them all be as even the half as successful as Game of Thrones was. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is what happened with AMC and The Walking Dead where they just go all in all at once on one franchise and just dump a bunch of it on people's laps and then people are like, "Okay, some of this is all right, but most of it isn't." Right? Yeah, mm. I think it's it's going to be a very similar story to like AMC and The Walking Dead cuz they're, it's like they're doing way too much with it like and this is uh, my opinion but I think if they really wanted to get people back on board with Game of Thrones 
they need to do what like Disney did with Star Wars and The Mandalorian, which is like, here is one show, like one spinoff, and we're going to try to do this exceptionally well to kind of get people back into our good graces. And then if everyone likes it, we'll start to fill that out and maybe add one more spinoff, right? Like slowly reintroduce people back into Game of Thrones because everyone is still salty as fuck about it, right? So it's like slowly get them in on one good show and then quietly fill that out if people like it. Don't just give us, like, what are they at? Like a dozen fucking spinoffs now? I can't even keep track anymore. Like, here's here's my biggest, like, standout moment here. Something that I think is is vastly overlooked is the majority of Game of Thrones, the good seasons anyway, were based off of Martin's books. Mm-hmm. And where that show really took a fucking nosedive is when they didn't have source material. Exactly. Now, I'm not saying that there are Hollywood writers out there who can't be creative or try to like take an approach to this that could be successful. But at the end of the day, some of these prequels are going to be based on some of his source material based on like other books. But the vast majority of these prequels and spinoffs are not. And I think that's where all this is really going to fucking hit a wall or run into trouble because that's what made these Game of Thrones like so fucking wild and enticing and entertaining and all that other stuff was his source material. And Mm -hmm. that dude still has, I don't like, has he even finished the final fucking book yet? I don't know. He has. I think he's doing everything but finishing that. Yeah. So it'll be like, he's going to like come up with, I'm assuming like rough drafts of how these are going to be and like kind of, plot points and it's going to be up to Hollywood writers to kind of fill in the blanks and I just I don't see it going as well yeah yeah I'm I bet one or two of these is all right but I bet the rest aren't Uh, yeah fuck Um, I I don't really know what else to say about it other than I'm not hopeful for all of this I think this is Way too much. Yeah, I think they're doubling down way too hard on this, especially given, like, after that show ended, like, universally, the audience was just like, we didn't like that. And, like, so that should signal HBO to be like, okay, let's pull in the reins and, like, reassess. But instead, they're just like, nope, more, more. It's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, we're... The fans aren't upset because there's not enough Game of Thrones. The fans aren't upset because Game of Thrones ended. The the fans fans are upset because of the way it fucking ended. Yeah, like... Yeah. Fuck. And, and like, it's not like HBO doesn't have a vast library of stuff that they could do spinoffs or revivals or fucking prequels and shit to. Yeah, exactly. Give me a Silicon Valley spinoff that just stars Guilfoyle. Yeah. Like, I'm into that. Yeah, like there's so much stuff they can do, and like we're probably one of like HBO's biggest fanboys, but like this move is just like fucking stupid. Like, what are they doing? I don't know. Like, like, yeah, there's just so much they could do. Bring back the wire and do it right this time, right? Yeah, like, (laughs) hey, (laughs) you almost had me. (laughs) But yeah, like there's. There's so many other properties that they could build upon, right? But it's... uh, Yeah, I don't know. 
Good luck, HBO. Yeah, you're going to fucking need it because like, I will give that whatever the first spinoff comes out of, I will give that a few episodes. But if it's not all right, I'm like, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about this other than yeah, I'm, I'm just, just going to leave it at that. Yep. But in HBO news that is actually really exciting, Matthew McConaughey might return to HBO for a sequel um, to A Time to Kill as a limited series. No, that's the kind of fucking stuff that HBO should be doing. Yes. Because, I mean, A Time to Kill was an amazing movie. And to, like, follow it up is, like, a limited kind of, like, a lawyer crime kind of limited series. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Like, and we get McConaughey back at HBO. Yeah, like, these, these are the kind of moves that HBO should be doing. Yeah, like, because, like, I read this and I was like, oh, my God, yes, like, sign me up. Like, that was an amazing movie. And that was probably one of Matthew McConaughey's earliest, like, best performances, I would think, where people, like, watched it and went, oh, my God, this guy's got something, right? You know? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it, most people, when they think about that movie, are going to remember the speech he gives in the courtroom with Samuel Jackson there, right? Yeah. You know, so it's... Yeah. This is... uh, Yeah, this is what HBO should be doing. Stuff like this. Yes, books to limited series. Yeah. That's the hotness right now. Oh, yeah. Like, especially, like... I mean, Stephen King stuff stands out for that, right? But... Well, and so it's so the time for mercy, right? Like, this is yeah. a... Right? A book being turned into a limited series. Yeah. And they're doing really well with that over on Amazon with some of the Tom Clancy stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? I want, You know what I want to see is I want to see someone take all of the Dan Brown novels... Oh, yeah, turn yeah. them into miniseries. Yeah, that'd be good. Especially, and do them in fucking order. God <laughs> sakes, you guys. Were the movies out of order? They were so far out of fucking order, man. Oh, really? It's, I didn't know Because the first one was The Da Vinci Code, which right. was actually the second book. Oh. And then the second movie they released was Angels and Demons, which was actually the first book. Oh. And then the third film they released was Dante's Inferno, which was actually the fourth book. They completely skipped over the third one, which was a lost symbol. Oh, weird. Which was one that I actually was the most excited for when they started turning these into films. Cause I was like, this one's all about like secret cults and societies. And it focused heavily on like the Freemasons and shit. Oh, that sounds like infinitely better than the other movies. Yeah. So I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. And then they just skipped right over and went Dante's Inferno. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Don't get, I love fucking Tom Hanks yeah. in that role. So, like, I would love to see him continue it, but there is so much, like, that's actually one of the few book series that I actually read, and I had definitely on the side of things where it's like, yeah, there's actually so much stuff that happens in the books that gets skipped because of the movies. Those would be amazing limited series. If you did, like, a a six or seven episode limited run for For each each book book and did them in order, shut up and take my money. Yeah. There you go, HBO. I, j- I just gave you some content. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. 
But yeah. Anyway, end of rant. Fair enough. But yeah, this will be good. It seems like mm-hmm. it's it says here it's in early stages of development, so like they don't have a writer or anything yet, but so it'll be a while, but mm-hmm. but fuck, I'm all on board with this. Like McConaughey in another HBO limited series, and based upon like a property that is really good, right? Yeah, that's like sign me right up, you know. Yeah, definitely into that. Especially if they, yeah, this is cool. Speaking of other things, I'm super into mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal. New Sam Hargrave film, Combat School. Yep. Into this. But I'm just into everything that Jake Gyllenhaal does, so. Yeah, I, well, he's amazing, right? So it's, but yeah, this looks really cool. It's, uh. And based on a true story. Yep. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's, it's kind of like special ops in the Afghan war, kind of seems like. Yeah, and these movies do really well, right? Like you look oh, yeah. at. Lone Survivor, American Sniper. Oh yeah, yeah. They they always do very well, right? So it's and Jake Gyllenhaal is no slouch, you know. So him him doing one of these and directed by the dude that did Extraction. Yeah, sign me right the fuck up. Like I loved Extraction. That was a great action movie that actually had some fucking character to it, right? The only so, thing that make this better if it was like straight to Amazon or straight to Netflix. I'd be over the fucking moon. Yeah, it says here it's was this MGM. Yeah, I mean, it'd end up right on HBO, I guess. Or not? No, that's not. That's no. fucking Warner Brothers. What am I thinking? Well, uh, so Prime bought uh, without remorse, and I believe that was MGM. So maybe oh, they'll just buy maybe. this. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah, I wouldn't complain about that. No. So, yeah, I, this is. This is a great team up. Like Extraction was, I I went into Extraction thinking like, oh, okay, I'm gonna get like a dumbass Chris Hemsworth movie, and I watched it and I was like, okay, I I got a, a an awesome action movie with incredible choreography, and they actually managed to actually give a character like some depth and like some good writing, and I was like, shit, like that was a good action movie, and that it was actually just like a good movie, mm-hmm. so. I think this guy's perfect, right? Especially if you're doing like a true story, like he'll be able to kind of give the characters that that depth where you can connect to them, right? And where it's not just like, oh, we got to save these guys and Michael Bay explosion, right? Yeah. Like I think it'll actually be more than just kind of an average war movie that'll actually tell a story, right? So Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, I'm 100% on board with this. And in our last and probably most exciting piece of news, American Horror Story news. I'm pretty hyped about this. Yes. even So they gave us like no information at all, but it's information on American Horror Story, which is amazing. And the series will be called Double Feature. Well, we do have some more information. Yes. We know one's going to like it's going to be split into two stories. One's going to be by sea, one's going to be by sand. And yeah. I did have some some pictures come out with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Which looked interesting to say the least. Yeah. So and like then, I'm, 
We know the cast for one of them. We don't know if that cast is for the sea or the sand version. So I'm curious, like, as it says, these are going to be two, but like, they they got to be linked somehow, right? Like they have to be, they're all linked, right? Well, these two, like, even in particular, like if you're going to do like five on sand and five on sea, like those have got to merge in one of those episodes, right? Mm -hmm. So like... I don't like something about some weird like water-based horror like Lovecraftian thing. Well, in the one there's the, so there's a couple pictures out. There's the one with Macaulay Culkin and uh Oh man, Leslie Grossman? Okay. Where they're it looks like they're like in the Alps. Have you seen oh. that picture yet? No. If you, yeah, if you just if you just google it quickly there's a picture of them and she's like it looks like they're in the swiss alps or something and she's got like a big like like russian style like tall fur hat on which is weird oh because, yeah yeah because it's you know it says one by sea one by sand one wouldn't think so i don't know if that's just like a little backstory that's going to happen but the right. other thing i've read is they all the main people are coming back Right? Like, so you got yeah. Sarah Paulson, Kathy Bates, Evan Peters, Billy Lord, right? Like, the yeah. usual gang. Yeah. But I was reading stories that they're all coming back, and they're definitely in one of these double features. Oh. And they don't have a full cast yet announced for everyone who's going to be in the other double feature. The only official casting that they have for whatever this other double feature is, is, uh, I can't remember her name now, but she's Cindy Crawford's daughter. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Huh. So I'm super curious if like it's going to be split into two distinctive casts or if like the usual gang are going to be played in both and they just have like, you know, newcomers to each side, like Macaulay Culkin being on one side and, and Cindy Crawford's daughter on the other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about that, too. Why can't hmm. I think of her name? Kaya Gerber. Oh, okay. Kaya Gerber. That's her name. Right. Yeah. I just give me this new season already. I God, I just want more of it. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of waiting here. Yeah. So it's Yeah, and this seems like a real weird concept to it too, so like I mean, the whole show is weird, but I like when they, I like when they kind of go even more weirder and different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. So, well, I, I'm I'm definitely curious to see what angle they go because there there is one more like set picture that's released, and it it looks like a old timey kind of like village with like stone streets, and there's oh. like three. They almost look like old school, like Nosferatu kind of vampires, like the long fingernails and the. Oh, so maybe like some weird like seaside village or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know definitively, but I don't know if you saw that picture. No. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, any news on this was going to be exciting because like we haven't gotten any news right other than like a few drip fed kind of like instagram shots so yeah i'm 
I don't even care what it's going to be about. I'm just yeah. fucking so excited. Yeah. Yeah. I give us a release date, but I know they won't. But God, I just want it. Well, the, the other rumor, like I'm just reading some of these like more rumors. Okay, yeah. That the that one, the one set by the sea is going to take place in Provincetown. Okay. And the other half that's by sand is going to take place in Nevada and is going to oh. involve Area 51. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Sign me up. That would be crazy. It'd be, it'd be pretty... Yeah. Pretty wild. So that picture that. that I saw, which I can't seem to freaking find. Uh, maybe they're not vampires. Maybe they're aliens. Uh, they touched on aliens a little bit in that, uh, what was it? The Asylum one, right? Yeah. So I think they, they got a plot thread to bring back. Oh my God. Now that you just explained that theory to me, like that's what I want. I want American Horror Story Area 51. Well, let's not get too hyped because it's still still just a theory. I know. But that's a really cool theory that I want. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm totally... <laughs> I'm just looking at the Macaulay Culkin picture and it definitely is not... Obviously, you looked it up and saw it. Yep. Yeah. I don't... For some reason, I guess just based on the outfit, I totally made up my own background. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Okay, there's the the weird vampire picture that I saw, which I don't have Discord open, so I can't even <laughs> show you what I'm talking about. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, I didn't. And it's I'm just, also just—it's been too freaking long. It has. And I'm also just like genuinely excited to see Macaulay Culkin uh, do this weird ass horror fucking thing. Like that's gonna, I think he's gonna knock that out of the park. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what did you send me through Discord? I just sent you the the one link, and you can see the picture of in Provincetown. You scroll down. I guess I need to like pay way more attention to these pictures when I'm looking at them. Oh yes, looks like they're on a beach. Yeah, but if you scroll down a little bit more, you'll you'll see the one where I don't know. To me, it looks like vampires, like Nosferatu type shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That actually does. Have they done vampires before? Uh, I don't. Oh. Oh well, they yeah they kind of did it with uh, Hotel, right? Oh yeah, I guess like Lady Gaga and yeah, and yeah, Matthew Boomer. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and then he there's another audition tape that looks like he's kind of like a white ass, like gangly looking vampire. Yeah. God damn! Just give us give us more American Horror Story. Yeah. Like it's been long for me, but it's been way longer for you. Yeah. Well, you just came hot off binging it all. Yeah. So. Well, I <clears throat> hopefully them like kind of releasing more news now means that like it's coming sooner than later because it maybe seems like this show is kind of like they're not going to release a whole bunch of stuff until like it's close-ish to coming out. Mm -hmm. 
So like maybe that means we're going to get this sooner than later, but who knows? As long as it comes out in the not too distant future, like if they wait to try and because it used to be that they would come out around like in October ish, like closer to Halloween, right? Yeah. I can't wait that long. No. No. But anyway, that's that's the new and exciting stuff involving American Horror Story. Yes. I think that's actually all the news we have this week. Yeah, I believe so. So I watched some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I needed a new uh, like kind of show to binge, and I stumbled across The Expanse. I've heard good things, but I have I've yet to check it out myself. Um, well, let's just say I've binged like almost four seasons already. That's a good amount. So yeah, it's it's actually really good. Um, it's uh, it gets a lot of comparisons to like early Game of Thrones. And I, well, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I see why people do that because it's kind of this, like, there's so many kind of different viewpoints happening, and then it's like, okay, how do these interlock in later seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, so th- I guess the premise of the show for people that haven't uh, heard about it, it's so it's a sci-fi show, and there's kind of three different factions that have happened. So there's like Earth. And then Mars has kind of built its own colony and split apart. And then there's like this other one called the Belters and they live kind of like on asteroids mining stuff. And so it's kind of about people from these different factions and kind of what's going on. And it starts off as like a murder, like mystery or like this kind of ragtag group of people end up trying to track down like a missing person and then it kind of also adds like the kind of political like i guess that could be the game of thrones side of it where it's like all these political people like pulling strings behind the scenes kind of thing and you don't see the effect of that until later on um so you're starting to get that and like all the factions like people on earth doing stuff and then it kind of has an effect later on and then little bit of a kind of spoilers but i wouldn't not really then it kind of turns into like and i guess this is kind of in like mid to late season two it kind of reveals what the big plot point i think of what the show is where it's like kind of this like sentient alien thing kind of appears and they're like trying to figure out what the fuck that is and it kind of like shakes up all of the factions and not in a good way like some of them end up going to war with each other because of this thing because they all want a piece of it and yeah it's it's really good like it's it's solid it it looks amazing because it's this like crazy sci-fi show like it it looks gorgeous to watch um but it it's really good. Like, way better than I thought it would be. Because that's on Amazon, right? Yeah. And yep. they just did their final season? Uh, the final season, I believe, is coming up. It isn't out yet. Okay. It's I, I've see, I see it on a lot of, like, you know, shows you should be watching or, like, you know, when people come up with lists of, like, hidden gems or underrated series and stuff like that. It pops up a lot, but yeah, that's where I always saw it and, but never give it a shot for whatever reason. And then I was like, okay, I need a new show. That's like five or six seasons. 
and found this and yeah like just like i'm almost i'm like three episodes away from finishing season three and then i got two more seasons and yeah it's it's cool like it's it's got that like early game of thrones vibes of like you're watching all of these different areas and it's like okay how are they going to kind of converge right and then you start slowly start to see that and it i think it's done very well that way so it's Mm. yeah it's solid it's uh I'll be able to talk more about it when once I kind of finish some of these later seasons, but but yeah, I uh, I didn't go in with a whole lot of expectations, but kind of started watching it and then just like quietly binged like three seasons over the like a week and a half. So damn, yeah, um, yeah, it's all the. Well, maybe I'll. It's it's definitely something I've been meaning to check out because I hear such good things about it and just haven't done it yet. Yeah, that makes sense. But maybe I'll just wait until it wraps up and then I can just go through the whole thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I think it's yeah, it's one more season and I don't know if they've announced when it's actually coming out or not. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely, uh, definitely worth checking out if you're kind of into sci-fi stuff and if you're kind of into that like political thriller mixed with kind of action-y stuff. Yeah. Like it's kind of got all of that, so yeah. Well, I'll, I'll bump her up a few spots in the queue. Yeah, definitely two thumbs up. And then, yeah, this fi- is what I really want to know about. We finally got it. We finally got the Snyder cut. The Snyder? I thought it was the Cinder cut. Oh, my fat finger spilling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. it's out. It's- this is obviously a time commitment that I unfortunately have not had. Yes, because it is four ability. hours long. Yeah, but I want to know. So fill me in. Okay. Uh, that is a completely different movie than what the other Justice League is. Is it actually? Like, it's not yes. just Justice League with some scenes added? It legit is different? It is It is a very, very different movie to the <laughs> point that, like, I think we talked about it one of the weeks where it's like, there in the Justice League that came out before, there is only thirty minutes of his footage in it, yeah. and he had four hours. So it's like de facto there was only thirty minutes in the four hours that you have seen already, right? So the rest of it is yes, the rest of it is stuff that you have not seen before. Mm. You like you'll recognize some parts, obviously, right? Um, but it is kind of crazy how much better of a movie that is than the really? original one like i'm not gonna say that his version of justice league is like an amazing movie but i think like that original justice league was a hot pile of shit i think everyone can agree on that right wasn't my favorite um the movie before that batman v superman like a lot of people were kind of like that was all right but it wasn't like amazing but it wasn't bad right yeah. and i think his version kind of brings it in line with batman v superman where it's like this isn't bad this isn't amazing but it's actually quite good um and i totally understand why ray fisher was so fucking butthurt over that original movie because Zack snyder's version basically makes him the main character oh really yeah to the point that he is 
like the central pivotal kind of person hmm. that stops everything at the end of the movie. So really, yeah. So yeah, I totally get why he was super butthurt about that original one because he has a lot of footage in the new one. <laughs> but yeah, well, and it's interesting because like I obviously I haven't seen the Snyder cut yet. But I, uh, I don't know if I was reading or if it was like one of those like here's some stuff you didn't know kind of YouTube videos that I stumble on from time to time. Yep. But it was like had Snyder actually done his version of the Justice League, it was actually supposed to be set up to do two more Justice League's movie yep. movies, and they like whatever I was reading or watching kind of like had like the outlines for the other two Justice League films with yep. like some storyboarding and stuff. Where, like, they fail and the world collapses and, like, the whole central theme is the Flash going back in time, which is, like, central to, like... Yep. So, like, so like seeing all that stuff, I was like, oh, man, like, if only he did get to make yep. his vision and we could have got... Because, like, listening to how these other two Justice League movies were supposed to pan out... They sound really cool. Yeah, I was like, this would have been fucking brilliant. Yep. Yeah, especially, like, once you finish watching his cut. Like, his cut is, like, way better than that original one, like I said, to the point where, like, I'm not going to say it's amazing, but, like, I ended it, and I was like, I had a really good time with that. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it, like, it's kind of, it's fucking crazy, man. Like, th this, like, th we've always talked about how fucking insane this whole project was, like, start to finish, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. And just it, that was always the question is like, can you fix Justice League? And it's like the answer to that is like, yes, and you can actually make it pretty good. Um, like, it's kind of insane how much of a different movie it is. Like, yeah, it's. Well, and now this, I'm really intrigued to watch it. Yeah, this crazy fucking story like totally worked out and was a win for him. Like, yeah, it. His version solved a lot of character arcs and a lot of the dumb shit that the original one had in it, where now people actually, like, some of the superheroes have depth. They actually have, like, parts of the story that they're pivotal to. You actually, like, kind of care about some of it. You know, they, yeah. in the original Justice League, uh, Whedon kind of made Batman a complete idiot. You know, he is not in this one. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. And to see, and so here's the weird thing. That movie also made Jared Leto's Joker really good for yeah, like, I heard that for like the three minutes of new scenes he shot where I was like, I am, I was never on board with him as the Joker. Cause I thought the way they did it was terrible. Right. I yeah. think everyone agrees with that, but they reshot like three minutes of him talking to Jared Letter's Joker in like a kind of nightmare dream and it's Jared Letter's Joker talking about how he killed Robin and, and stuff like that and they have this like three minute dialogue that like I watched and I was like that's the Batman Joker arc you want and it was done really well like it was crazy I was like that's that was really well done like that's the Joker you want and he totally did it awesome like Fuck. It, it definitely makes me more more intrigued hearing all this. Like, 
I definitely do want to watch it more than I had wanted to watch it before. Yeah. But it also brings me a little bit of sadness because now finally seeing like this, like this with the Snyder cut being out there and kind of like, like you said, getting the Joker that you actually wanted. And I know watching justice league when you, that scene where Ben Affleck's like walking past the Robin suit where it's got ha ha written all over it. Yeah alluding to that that storyline where the Joker kills Robin, I was like, yeah. that's something I want to see. And I was always hoping that at the time, if ben, like when Ben Affleck was supposed to do a standalone Batman, yep. that we would get to like explore that where the Joker fucking kills Robin and like yeah. how that sends him into a spiral and shit. So like with all this stuff coming out now, it's like, well shit. I'm even more excited for all of the stuff that could have been, but it's all stuff that will never be. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Like because, yeah, like in the nightmare scene, like the line, I think it, it's like some him and the Joker are talking. And I think Jared Leto's Joker basically says something along the lines of like, you shouldn't have sent a boy to do a man's job. And like, it's like, shit. Oh, like, where's the backstory to that? Like, that's what people want. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And then like hearing kind of like what his plans were for the other movies, like it's it's like, why didn't we get that? And I totally get why, you know, he didn't fish, finish Justice League, right? Like, he had a family tragedy that he had to step away from, right? Understandable. Well, it almost makes you wonder if Warner Brothers should have been like, we need to just put this project on fucking pause then. Yeah, like, that That almost should have been what it was instead of, like, rehiring and, like, recasting and reshooting, you know, because that pretty much doubled the budget of that movie you know to the point of like of course you're not going to greenlight a sequel because it was so expensive because you shot it twice yeah right you know um and the the version that you actually released was garbage you know so it's yeah it's it's fucking crazy like i did not think it would be as good as it was like i was going in like okay let's see what this is and I like finished it and I was like, that was way better than I thought. Like to the, and like, it's like you said, like seeing those things, like there's a lot of people on the internet now that are just like at DC, why don't you just let them finish it? You know, with these other versions. And it's like, I don't think that'll ever happen, but. Well, I think the big holdout here is I think Affleck is fucking done because he got ripped apart for doing Batman. Yeah. And now they already have a new Batman. And Batman is central to Justice League. Like, I don't think... I think Gal Gadot and, like, if there was to be another Justice League movie, like, I'm sure if Ray Fisher could come back as Cyborg, he probably would. But, I mean, given all of the yeah. law that's happened, I don't know how good he is with those execs. Like, And if he does like, come back, does he come back just because it's Snyder, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's... I think you could actually get Ben Affleck on board because he's coming back for the Flash movie too, right? So it's, you know... And I bet if Zack Snyder called him up and said, like, hey, we quietly got these last two green lit, like, you want to come back? I bet he would. You uh, know? I mean, maybe. We'll have maybe. to see how this plays out. Yeah. It's not like there's any fucking continuity in the DC universe anyway. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to, like, reset and make it worse with that Flash movie where they're going to introduce, like, the infinite Earths, right? So they're just going to use that movie to cement it in, right? Yeah. So, but... But yeah, like all in all of that, the, yeah, it's so weird because like every like fucking week, it seems like we talked about it and weird ass news and reshoots and fucking, 
that being Tom and Jerry for a week and it's just like all this weird stuff and you were just like, how the fuck is this movie going to work? You know, how can this be good? Like, what is this monster hybrid thing? And I was pleasantly surprised to be like, it turned out to be a pretty like damn good movie. So yeah. Well, that uh, that sounds like it just shot right up there on my fucking watch list, though. So. Yeah, and it is a big commitment, too, but it, you can actually split it up easily if you want. So, like, there's four parts, like, I guess, to that movie, and when it, like, it'll fade to black and say, like, part one, and then, like, a title, and then, like, it'll go for, like, an hour, and then, like, part two, fade to black. So, like, if you wanted to kind of split it up a little bit, you probably could. Like, if you didn't have four hours, right? I feel like I'd be too wrapped up. I would have to do it all in one go. Yeah, that's what I would recommend. Because, um, yeah, four hours is a lot. But, I mean, if you're watching it at home, is super nice because you can just pause it, go to the washroom, go get something to eat, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's nice that way. Um, you would have to trim it down if you actually had it in theaters, for sure. But, yeah. But, yeah. It, uh, yeah. Two thumbs up. It, weird project that actually turned out quite good yeah well i'm excited i'm excited to see this now especially hearing that like my biggest concern with it was going to be like okay it's going to be original justice league with some like new scenes and just kind of like shuffled and reorganized but like hearing that there's only like 30 minutes of the original in there and it's four hours long that that makes me excited yeah yeah when i heard about that initially i was like okay now i'm excited and then like just seeing how the movie plays out totally differently. Like it's obviously there's some parts that are still the same. Right. Mm-hmm. But like all the stuff in between is like totally different character arcs and them doing different things. And it's like makes for a way better movie. Like, yeah, it's crazy that I'm glad this actually ended up getting greenlit and, you know, we didn't take a paycheck so we could have full creative freedom. Like, it's awesome that he got to do this because we got a good Justice League. And we didn't have that before, so. So, yeah. Yeah, I will definitely check that out now. Yeah. Well, I was going to check it out anyway, but. Yeah. I'd check it out a lot sooner. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, yeah. It's cool. It's, I'm glad we don't have to talk about it anymore partially too because it seems like fucking every week there was some dumbass story about it Mm -hmm. but but yeah it's here it's out people should watch it all right then yeah that's that's about all i watched i didn't watch too much i got all caught up on riverdale oh god holy fuck okay so so what's the horseshit that's happening now I don't remember how far we got with the last time we talked about it like i'm pretty sure Uh, we talked about the time jump Yes, and then they uh, Archie decided to just call them all back uh, yeah. to fix Riverdale. Yeah, because it turned into this like Mad Max fucking wasteland of a town. Yes. Okay. And so that's I, that's I believe, where we're that's where we're at. Okay. And their whole fixing the town is they're all now fucking teachers at Riverdale. What? Yeah. What? Yep. Yep. That. Yep. Yep. That. Yep. And the fucked up thing is, like, some of them are teachers where you're like, I get it. So, like, Kevin stayed in Riverdale. He was the 
I don't know. He wasn't like a main character, but he was always like the friend yeah. to him, like the gay, the yeah. gay one. Yeah. So him and Fangs are living together with fucking Tony. Okay. The one that uh, Cheryl Blossom right used to date, but right. isn't dating anymore. Right. They all live together. He's a teacher at Riverdale. Okay. He's a he's a drama teacher. Okay. okay. I that I can see that that part that makes fits. sense. Yeah. yeah. But then they have. Um, so they all come back and they're like, yeah, we're going to save this school because Hiram is trying to get the school shut down, hold all their funding by making Riverdale not an official town anymore. What? Yeah, I don't know. Somehow Riverdale's not a real town anymore. So the school lost all its funding. So Archie's on this like mission to save Riverdale somehow. Uh, okay. So Kevin's a teacher at Riverdale as a drama teacher. I get that. Yeah. Archie comes in and he's some kind of like... He's a gym teacher and becomes the football coach to bring the, he like brings the bulldogs back the football team. Cause it got nixed because of the budget. He brings the bulldogs back and he, so he's the football coach. He's the head of the ROTC program. I think he teaches gym or something like that. Okay. Veronica in her absence is in New York and she's like, I don't know, like a, a wall street girl. Like she's business dealings and she like works in a jewelry store part time. It's kind of confusing. She comes back and she teaches economics. And I'm like, okay, I can uh, kind of see that. Like, given yeah. like this little backstory that you've given her in this time jump. Sure, yeah. Whereas Betty joins the FBI and she's a fucking FBI agent. Wait, what? Yeah, that's her backstory. That's where she's been. Oh. Yeah, she joins the FBI. But wasn't her brother in the FBI and a serial killer? Yes. And so the FBI thought it was just a good idea to hire her? Her brother's a serial killer, former FBI agent. Her father was a serial killer, known as the Black Hood. She somehow joins the FBI. And uh, in a oh. scene stolen straight from the Silence of the Lambs. Okay, I remember you telling me about that part. Yeah, she was like she, trapped in a well. Yeah, she ends up going after someone like TBK, the trash bag killer. Oh, God. Yeah. Fuck. So she comes back to the school also as a teacher. I'm not sure how they came to this conclusion, but she's a shop teacher. And and not like like when I think shop and when I did shop in school, it was like woodwork and like maybe it did some like other stuff, but it was mostly that kind of thing. Right. Maybe it's different for schools, but she's a shop teacher as a mechanic. So she's uh, teaching she's teaching a shop class where they're like rebuild they're gonna take apart and rebuild this old car. Huh. That's her role. And then Jughead, who his backstory during this time gap was he became a famous writer and then kind of like got heavy into the drugs and the drinking and spiraled out of control had a bunch of debt now he's got writer's block right he's back and he's the fucking english teacher okay that makes so, sense yeah so that makes sense i'm still trying to figure out how betty becomes a shop teacher but i i let it slide because nothing in riverdale makes sense no and then there's just i don't i don't even know where to begin and i don't probably i'm not going to explain it all because it's just so fucking wild and just rife with confusing plot holes Okay, so that just hit me. Absolutely no sense. So just hit me with the dumbest shit. Uh, Betty's sister. Yeah. Polly. Okay. Who has twin kids that she had with Jason Blossom, who was like killed in the first season. Like that whole story mystery was surrounding Jason Blossom's like disappearance. Okay. And then his actual murder. Okay. Yeah, she's a fucking drug dealer and a hooker now. Wait, what? Yeah. She's a lot lizard. She hangs out at truck stops and bangs truckers. 
that and deals drugs. Yeah. Oh, and the and the really weird part is like when Betty comes back, she like moves back in to her old place, like with her mom and okay. her sister, where Polly's living. Right. And her mom is fully aware that Polly is a drug dealer and a hooker, and is just seems to be okay with it. We all have to make ends meet, she says. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where Polly eventually like she's getting chased down by a truck and she gets like abducted or some shit like that. Okay. And she's been missing for like a week and the mom's hysterical and Betty's trying to figure out where she went or what happened to her. Somehow she ends up like escaping her captors calls the mom and is like, you have to come get me. I don't know where I am, but you have to come get me. Right. And they end up, she ends up calling a second time and is like, I'm in this phone booth on this highway. You have to come get me. They show up on this highway at this phone booth and the phone booth is like wrecked. Like someone drove a truck through it and there's blood everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the mod, so Betty still has friends in the FBI. Also her former lover who still thinks they're lovers. Oh, does a blood analysis and it is a match for Polly's blood. But Betty doesn't tell her mom, and her mom's like hysterical, like, oh God, my daughter's dead. Betty's like, oh no, it's not her blood. So then her mom's like, oh, okay, so she might still be alive. And it was like a complete 180. Like, instead of still being like, if your kid was still missing, you'd She's, still be like worried that your kid's missing. Yeah. She, she like just... flips a 180. She's like, the one scene, like, Betty comes downstairs, and like, her mom's like, got a whole bunch of shit coming out of the oven. She's baking, she's smiling, she's laughing. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I get your, like, relieved that the blood's not your kid. It was Polly's blood. Right. But Betty lied to her. But, like, went from, like, in full-blown alcohol mode where she's, like, crying and, like, almost emotionless because she's stunned and shocked. And now she's, like, super happy as if everyday life's fine. Right. So that was really fucked up to see. I don't I don't quite understand the logic in that. So, so did they confirm that, like, <clears throat> is she actually dead? We or haven't got they that just, far yet. We just uh, know the blood's a match. Okay. So they'll probably bring her back alive? I'm, I'm assuming at some point. Okay. I'm not really sure. Where it gets really fucking ridiculous is Jughead's trying to, like, write a new book. Okay. So he's super in debt. So not only is he teaching, but when he's not at the school teaching, he's a waiter at Pop's Diner. Okay. So he's trying to find inspiration for his new book. Right. And uh, the pop retired, and it's pop's daughter who's now running the diner. Okay. She's got, like, an impressive, like, she's got, like, two degrees in, like, business and economics or some shit like that from Harvard or Yale, like, and somehow gives up all of that to come back to this dying Riverdale town to run her dad's diner. Oh. Also doesn't make any sense to me, but. Nope. She tells Jughead, oh, I know this guy who comes in here periodically and he's got some weird stories. You should, uh, I asked him if you could interview him for your book. So Jughead goes to interview this guy and this guy proceeds to tell Jughead that he was abducted by aliens. What? Yeah. So they're called like the moth people and they're some weird alien moth human hybrid and he was abducted by them and shit. Wait, and, what? Yeah. That's what this so dude tells Jughead. So Jughead's like, oh yeah, I'm going to put this in my book. And then, oh. like, flash forward, like, not even an episode later, Jughead's working in the diner, and he's, like, closing. And then, like, all of a sudden, the jukebox starts, like, tweaking, and, like, different radio things are playing, and the lights start flashing, and he sees some bright lights outside. 
So he goes outside and there's bright lights in the sky and then he just kind of like passes out and like wakes up hours later. Okay, hold hold up. Yep. Uh, Riverdale is is committing to uh actual UFOs yep. and aliens? Yep. So where uh-huh. I'm at now is he's having these weird dreams and these weird like not even just dreams, like he'll like be washing his face and look up in the mirror and there'll be this fucked up moth alien person standing behind him. What the fuck? Yeah. So he's got it in his head that he was abducted by Mothman alien people. And that's kind of. Wow. Yeah. It's really gone off the rails. It was off the rails before, but like it's, it's full blown flying down a fucking cliff. And like, those are just like the big plot points that are happening. Like the little things that you see happen are super fucking weird. So like I thought that like it, it like it started going off the rails when the evil Knievel that guy into space, yeah, um, Chad Michael Murray, yeah, which I was like okay like that's getting a little ridiculous and like the whole Mad Max town and them coming back is like okay that's pretty ridiculous. I didn't think they would just full on do aliens in Riverdale. Oh yeah, that's man, that's a fucking choice. Yeah. And that's just, like, the massive, like, weird fucked up shit. There's all these little things that, like, irritate the fuck out of me. Like, in this new version of the town, I don't know if you remember Reggie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's, like, Hiram Lodge's right-hand man. Does all his dirty dealings and shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, like, at one point, they try to set Archie's house on fire because he's making progress by, like, reuniting the town or some shit. Okay. No one says boo about that. He also coaches the football team at the Stonehenge or Stonehenge Stonewall Stonewall right. Prep School. Okay, yeah. Where Jughead briefly went before he, someone the group tried to murder him there. Right. Yeah. So he teaches the football team there, and when Archie brings back the Riverdale Bulldogs, the best player on the team, somehow they bring this football team back in like the middle of a fucking season, which makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> no. And they're like on a losing streak and the Stonewall prep football team is like the best football team in the league. And they're like, they've never lost a game. Archie's got like one really good player. And he gets Reggie convinces him to come over to the Stonewall prep football team. They give him a full ride scholarship so that Archie doesn't have any like genuine good players on the team. Right. Somehow this kid transfers to this football team mid season (laughs) and uh, ends up the captain. Okay. Yeah, didn't make sense to me. No. All the shady stuff that Reggie's doing. He tried to burn Archie's house down. They tried to set the school on fire. At one point, Archie like straight up went like went to him while he was coaching football and like punched him in the face. <laughs> All and right. Was, like I don't remember what the whole fucking thing was about, but like punches him in the face and tells him, you know, like I'll beat the shit out of you if you keep this shit up kind of thing. And okay. then literally the next episode, Cheryl Blossom decides she's going to have a key party. A what? A key party where everyone puts the keys in the bowl and you pull the key out and whoever's key you pull, that's who you go home and bang. Oh, okay. Yeah. Long time for that, but sure. Yeah. And everyone comes back for it and somehow Reggie, who's on the bad guy team here, comes to this key party and everyone's all nonchalant like, oh, hey, Reggie, what's up? <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? He's the bad guy here. Like, you guys are all against him, but he's just like part of this group still as if it. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah, it I just it's so 
it, it, it's almost like the show is written by an AI that they just feed fucking command lines into and then a script prints from a printer and that's what they get. Yeah, I don't understand. And like when they come back to town, like the where it ended before the time jump, Archie breaks up with Veronica because he realizes that he's in love with Betty. Right. And then fast forward to like where they are now, they're all teachers and shit. Him and Betty start hooking up. Like they have this like friends with benefits thing going where they're like hooking up all the time. Okay. And then all of a sudden Archie realizes like while he's hooking up with Betty, he's like, oh shit, I still have feelings for Veronica. <laughs> oh my God. And then Veronica's like, hey, I know I'm married and all, but I still have feelings for you. <laughs> of course. And Archie's like, yeah, I have feelings for you too. Oh, just a, just a side by here though. I've been banging Betty for the last like couple of months, <laughs> but I also have feelings for you. And then they just get back together. Now Archie's back with Veronica and I'm sitting here going, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Wow. And that's just the stuff off the top of my head, man. Like, I don't know. You'd have to like watch it and see how like wild this is getting. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll just get the updates from you. Cause it's, it's so fucked. But like, also kind of strangely want to see what they're doing with aliens. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. It, I, I swear, like the first two seasons, I was like, this is like a nice, it was good, like little drama. Like I'm into yeah. it. It's like yeah. a little interesting and mysterious and it, yeah. it's got my attention and it's just such a fucking shit show. Yeah. I was the same way. And you know what? I think that's like, I think a lot of CW shows have like strong beginnings and then just turn into garbage. Yeah, but this is the first CW show where I've seen it go from like zero good to fucking to better to like really good to like all of a sudden it's on this decline and you're like, okay, well, like we're at the bottom of the hill. Like it can't get any worse. And, and then, then they, somehow it gets worse. And then they just pull out a shovel and they're like, hold on. Yeah, like I, I genuinely <laughs> don't know. Like after the whole like last season with all the Stonewall bullshit. Yeah, that stuff was real dumb when you described it. It was really, really bad. And now they just... And fuck. before that, with the whole cult with Chad Michael Murray, like that was really bad too. Especially so like, when they shoot him in a space in a rocket. Well, he tries. They end up like just shooting him. But <laughs> but it's like, okay, this is bad. It's getting really bad. And then like the new season comes and you're like, holy fuck, this is getting worse. How is that possible? Like that last season was really bad. How is this getting worse? And then you come into this season with this time jump and they're teachers and now they're introducing aliens and you're like, okay, every time I think this show can't get more fucked up and far-fetched and ridiculous, it's somehow like, they're just like jumps hold, five meters they're over just that like, bar. Hold the fuck on. Hold this beer. <laughs> like, yeah. Like at this point, I'm just watching because in my head, I'm like, okay, surely this is as bad as it gets. Like surely it cannot get any more outlandish and ridiculous and absurd and nonsensical than it is at this point. This has to be the lowest point of the show. And I don't think it is. <laughs> Have they announced how many more seasons they're going to do? I don't know, Ben, but people are flocking away from that show in fucking droves. Yeah, that is true. Like half the cast is left. Yeah. Like it got to a point where like, I mean, like Cole Sprouse was already like, well established but yeah. by all accounts like Camilla Mendez and Lily Reinhardt and KJ Appa like this was kind of their like launch into 
Yeah. Into like, you know, film and TV kind of thing, right? Yeah. And Lily Reinhardt's actually done some stuff. Yep. That's been, you know, like well praised since it. Yep. And KJ Appa hasn't he's done a couple like smaller indie movies, one of which is Songbird, which I actually do want to watch, just haven't oh, yeah. got around to yet. That's the Michael Bay like pandemic one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I mean like they they're kind of doing play. I have to wonder though, if being an actor on that show, like at what point are you like Does it do more harm than good? Yeah. This is just doing nothing but this is damaging my fucking acting career and no one's going to take me seriously after this. Like I, I have to imagine they're getting to that to a point. Oh, you would think so. Wow. Cause I, I don't understand a, like, like KJ Appa and, and like Camilla Mendes, like they, I haven't really seen them in anything like big. No. So maybe like it's a steady paycheck and it's work and they're like hanging on and, and maybe they truly enjoy the show. Based on the interviews I've seen, like pretty much everyone who's on that show thinks it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you can tell when the interviewers are like talking to them, right. they like roll their eyes and they're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this doesn't but make like, sense to any of us. But like Lily Reinhardt, like she's made some like really great career moves and has been part of some like really well praised and like blockbuster esque films. Yeah. I, like I have to imagine she's got to get the fuck out of there soon. Yeah, you would think. But I, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I just, I'll I'll keep you updated as I see how this fucking alien stuff plays out. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of spectacular that it's just digging itself deeper and deeper into the fucking cesspool of shit that it's in. Like I said, I just keep telling myself, like, I don't know how it could possibly get any worse than this, and, and then somehow it, it gets worse. So, like that—that's what's keeping me going here. I'm like. Okay, I said it can't get worse than this, but they do nothing but surprise me. So let's see how much worse this can get. I can't imagine how much worse it gets. Like, it's almost enjoyable to see how bad it gets. Yeah, that's kind of like we're like, when you were describing the show, like, in other weeks, I was like, okay, that just sounds bad and I don't want to watch it. But now it's like crossing into the territory where like, I kind of want to recheck it out to just, because it's like, getting so bad that i kind of want to see it <laughs> it is the real life television embodiment of when people say oh it's a train wreck like you shouldn't stare and it's really bad and it's awful but you can't keep your eyes off it but yeah that is this show it yeah. is a train wreck we're just like i i can't stop watching mm -hmm. yeah uh, I, I don't have too much more to comment on it other than that. It's just been wild. Fair enough. And the only other thing I watched I, as I sat down and watched Hinge the other day. Okay. Which you saw that, right? Because we talked about that. I've not seen it yet. No. Oh, you have? Oh, we just knew someone else was talking about it. It was interesting. He, uh, he plays that fucking psycho role really well. Yeah. I mean, he's... I mean, uh, why can't I think of his fucking name? I don't know. I'm blanking on it too. That's oh why. my god! <laughs> oh, this. Uh... Gerard, Gerard Butler? No. No, Russell uh, Crowe. Russell my Crow. god! How did we both forget Russell Crowe? I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> but he, yeah, uh, yeah. But... He 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 nailed that role, man. Like I, a few guys from work were like, "Yeah, you should check this out. It's actually pretty good. It's disturbing." And I was like, "Yeah, well." And I was oh. like, all right, screw it. I'll check it out. And yeah. 
Yeah. The trailers Ooh. kind of made that look like a real bad movie. Um, so maybe that's part of the reason why people haven't checked it out. I never watched the trailer. So I went in just based off of like other people telling me how it was going to be. Right. And I was honestly pleasantly surprised. It it was something that like actually kind of like hooked my interest and like throughout the whole movie. I'm like, what's this motherfucker going to do next? Like he's, he's straight psycho. Yeah, because the the I guess the basic plot is kind of like someone like rear ends him in a vehicle or something, and then he just like goes crazy or something. No, he doesn't even get rear ended. That's, oh. that's the wild thing. It was literally this chick's life's falling apart. She's going through a divorce. She doesn't have any work. Blah blah blah. Takes her kid to school. They come up to a light. Like the highway is crazy, so they decide to take an exit and try and take like the back roads to get to school. Right. And they pull up to a light. And there's a pickup truck in front of them. The light turns green. The pickup truck doesn't move. So she like kind of like honks, honks again. Pickup truck kind of like still doesn't move. So she like quickly pulls around to like skip this truck and go through the lights and kind of yells at the guy as she like passes him. Right. Then like two minutes later, they're kind of in traffic again and she ends up pulling up right beside the truck and the guy rolls down his window and it's Russell Crowe. And kind of tells the lady, like, you know, we all have those days and da-da-da. And kind of, like, apologizes to her. Okay. And it was like, I'm sorry, like, my mind wasn't in it. And if you just apologize for being, like, rude and, like, cussing me out as you went by, we can just carry on with our day. And she kind of tells him, like, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm not apologizing to you. Right. And he's like, well, if you just apologize, we can both move on. We've all had bad days. And she's like, well, my day's bad and blah, blah, blah. I'm not apologizing to you. And then that's kind of what sets him off. And he just kind of goes psycho after that. Yeah, he basically tells her, he's like, you know what? You don't even know what a bad day is. But I promise you, by the end of the day, you'll know what a bad day really is. <laughs> all and right. fucking goes full tilt. Huh. I might have to check this out. This might it be wasn't a bad. This it might it be, honestly wasn't bad. This might be my next like Friday night action movie. It was uh, much better than I anticipated. Huh. Because yeah, like I, all of the pre-release stuff, like I checked out the trailer and I was like, that doesn't look good. Um, but you kind of saying that it's like maybe quietly a decent like action thriller well, kind of makes me want to watch it. It kind of. Like, I don't want to say like it hits home because that's not fair because I don't think people kind of go that far off the deep end. Right. But like he's going through a divorce. His his like now ex-wife like he it sounds like you kind of get like a bit of a backstory and you get the feeling like he didn't want this divorce and she kind of left him and she's kind of like now basically pulling him through the ringer like took everything basically like left him with nothing and is ruining his life. Right. So, like, you have that, like, character development where you're like, okay, I get that. Like, like I don't know if you personally know, but I know, I personally know people in my life who have gone through incredibly messy divorces where they were left. Oh, yeah. Shattered. Yeah. And it's it's soul crushing. It's heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. And it's. So you oh, couple yeah. that with, like, he's just having, like, a really. And just something snaps, he's at right? a really He's at the lowest point in his life that could possibly be. Kind of like, you know, he's got nothing left to live for and was technically like all accounts gave her a fair shake and apologized first. And she kind of like sloughs him off 
And like, that's just like the snapping point where it's kind of like, I've nothing left to lose. I've got nothing going on in my life. I'm ready to like, by all accounts, I could die today. I don't care. Like I have nothing left to live for. That last straw just kind of snapped and he was just like, and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Today's going to be my last day. Then I'm going to make people feel the pain that I feel. Oh yeah. Like it's a totally like humane thing to relate to, right? Because it's like people have those days where it's like, man, like, if I walked into traffic, I don't care. Yeah. Right. You know, like everyone has days like that where it's just like, man, fuck life. You know, so it's like, yeah, that's, I think that's an easy thing to relate to. And, and yeah. then to so kind like, of make it into a crazy action thriller. Sure. Yeah. So I, I totally under, like, that's where I come from where, where I say it's not that it hits home, but you kind of understand. Yeah. You kind of get the motivations, right? Yeah. You're, yep. You're, you're like, I, I get it. I totally, totally understand how this guy is like flipping off the deep end here oh, yeah. i don't know if i would take it as far nearly as far <laughs> as this guy did yeah but i mean there are people out there that well, quite possibly would oh yeah because it's the thing is like you know if you if your life has gone to shit and you have like nothing left then you know who yeah, knows what who knows what happens right you know when people get to the point where it's just like i got nothing left fuck it mm-hmm. right like that's a that's a dangerous place to be, right? Yeah. So, yeah, pleasantly surprised. Huh. I went I, in with no expectations, though, having not seen any any trailers or anything like that. But uh, I came out. I it had my full attention the whole time, and I was like, that that was actually interesting. I'm, the ending I wasn't overly a fan of because it was it ended exactly how you would expect it to end. Okay. Fair enough. Everything else up to that point, I was pretty impressed with. I'm probably gonna check this out because I need I need. I, I like my Friday action movies, so I think this is probably going to be one. Mm-hmm. So, huh? All right then. Yeah. I that was not the many thoughts that I thought you were going to say about that movie. I was totally <laughs> expecting that to go the other way. I was pleasantly surprised. Huh? All right. Well, shit. Yeah. That's I, all I saw, though. All actually, no, like. There is something else that I saw that I'm hoping you saw too because I kind of wanted to talk about. Did you watch the trailer yet for the new Suicide Squad? Yes. What are your thoughts? I dug it. I thought it was good. Like I... It was not what I was expecting. No? Having like seen and heard like all the hype and who's going to be in it and like how it's going to be a bloodbath and stuff. Don't get me wrong. The trailer looked good, but... It didn't get me nearly as amped up as I had hoped that the new Suicide Squad trailer would. Okay. And see, I, like, I, I felt like it could have done a better job. Okay. And see, that's where like our expectations were probably a little bit different. Because like, I'm excited for the new Suicide Squad movie, but I'm not like, oh my god, I need to see this. Like, I'm just like, that looks like a really good movie. So when I watched the trailer, I was like, that looks, yeah. Looks oh, like- see, and I was I was right hyped. I was like, "This is gonna be so good." That's that's fair. I could see that, like going in and then it not hitting you. I mean, mind you, it's only the first trailer. We're probably gonna get one or two more, but mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, it seemed fine. I mean, yeah, it. I did not think there was gonna be like a fucking giant kaiju in that movie, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's where they're going with it. Like, all right. That seems that's a choice that I'm sure will pay off. Um, because I'm pretty sure James Gunn is gonna do do this good. But yeah, 
Oh, all right. Well, that was about the gist of it. Yeah. I saw that trailer and I finally sat down and watched the Mortal Kombat trailer. Okay. What'd you think of that? I'm so excited for that movie. Like just beyond excited. Me too. It looks like some real dumb Mortal Kombat action that I am so fucking on board with. It, I don't even think it looks dumb, man. Like the original Mortal Kombat, like Annihilation was okay, but the original Mortal Kombat, like as a kid, yeah, so good. I yeah. watching this trailer though, I was like, holy shit, this oh, God, is. Yes. I was concerned. I was like, I don't know how this is going to, because uh, I don't know if you remember or you ever watched like the mini series that that dude released on YouTube. Yes, I was yeah. like, this looks good. I want uh, this kind of Mortal Kombat. Yep. So I was, I was a little concerned that this new official movie wasn't gonna yeah but i having watched i was like oh my god yes Yes. i want this right now yes i had that same reaction after i watched the trailer and it like as soon as fucking scorpion just fucking said the get over here line i was like yep sign me up sign me up just fucking i was just like yep that one line sealed it in for me i was like fuck yep (gasps) i was actually reading an article the other day on that too where the filmmakers were talking about how they uh how, how that is a very hard R movie to the point that they had to tone a few things down to not get it into like NC, like double A. Really? Yeah. And that comes out soon too. It's like April sixteenth. Yeah. It's like shit. That's two weeks away. I'm I so can't yeah. even wait. Yeah, that that trailer did such a good job of like this. Just looks like a fucking awesome time that I'm so on board to check out. Oh yeah, like give me give me the just give me fucking disgustingly gory fucking Mortal Kombat executions and fuck it. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, there's there's lots of movies I'm excited for. But I I don't know if I'd put that at the top of the list, but it's definitely like in the like the top three movies that I just can't wait to watch. Yes, and it comes out like relatively soon and at home, so it's like it's perfect for that, right? Oh, I'm I'm definitely like the day it comes out, I will be watching it. Yep, pretty much. But yeah, that's uh, that about does it for me. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, well then, on uh, that note, better do. Sounds good. And I'll see you in the next one. Later. <laughs>